1: Welcome to one of the 10 best English-language Fiorentina podcasts on the Internet. Welcome to Viola Station.
2: Hello, Fiorentina fans, Viola Nation, loyals. We are back and joined by probably one of the most exciting times that I can think of. Uh, And I know that this is actually a moment that Tito has been looking forward to for months. Joined with us is a very special guest, dear friend of mine, Fiorantino Feminale coach, Antonio Cincota.
0: Sir, how are you doing? Everything is okay. A little bit better now with the coronavirus situation, so everything is under control. And I hope, we hope uh, in the future we can have great news every day. We deserve this a lot.
2: We certainly do. Now, for the bigger question, Tito, how are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm on a group call with Antonio Chincota, so I am doing superbly well. Mike, how are you? Uh, hey, I'm good. I just
2: wanted to see if anybody was in that room to check your pulse, because I'm sure your heart's racing.
1: Not letting anyone else into the recording bunker right now. Not sharing this experience <laughs> with anyone else. This is for me right now.
2: No should you, bud. You deserve it. So, Antonio, we are very excited that you joined us. Really what we wanted to do today was to give our readers, listeners, uh, and you know all the global fans of Fiorentina Feminale a look into this upcoming season, just as we did last year with our season preview. We're going to be documenting what the, the Fiorentina Feminale squad looks like and, and what we should expect in the 2020-2021 season. Uh, and we thank you so much for joining us here.
0: It's a pleasure for me, so thank you. I'm glad to be here to talk with you about the women team of Fiorentina, and so it would be nice to stay together.
2: Absolutely. So understanding that, wanted just to really introduce a lot of the changes in the squad, and this is a year that seems like unlike any other. When we had the conversation last year, we talked about you know that triumvirate that was there each of them decided to stay for many different reasons. Obviously, things have changed and, and things in their control, things not in their control. We certainly get it. Um, but what we do want to start with is, you know, the people who have decided, like the three last year, to renew their contracts. Taking a look at it, we have Orstrom, Arndt, Breitner, Vigalucci, and Benetti all deciding to renew their contracts with Fiorentina, but also with
0: Antonio Cincota. What do those renewals mean to you and the squad? This kind of renew, they mean a lot. mean a lot because we are talking about players with big expertise, players with a big history in, Fiorent- in Firenze, with Fiorentina, so with Viola Hearts. And these men that clubs organize this transfer market so good. And I'm very glad with uh, Rocco Commissio, Joe Barone, Miss Elena Turra, uh, because I think they mix a very interesting squad with uh, young potential talents that now are working with me, with us, uh, from almost two months, with a group of players that was with us last year and from four years consecutive, and they won everything with this T-shirt. And in the end, with a new group of players with experience came from other teams. So it's a good mix. I think... uh, the squad has to be like a recipe. I am Italian, we love food, you know this. And so mm-hmm. it's important in the recipe to mix the correct amount of oil, the correct amount of, I don't know, uh, butter, the correct amount of red sauce. So if everything is connected together, we'll be a very nice dish. And I think Fiorentina Management works so good to mix these kind of ingredients as best as they could. And for this, I'm very glad with them.
2: <laughs> so what I'm hearing is is we can actually start booking you for a special of Antonio Cincotta, chef extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: better than coach. <laughs> 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 but not because I'm a special chef, only because I'm very humble coach. So it's easier to be better.
2: Oh my god, you're our favorite coach there is. How can you say those things?
1: <laughs> this guy. I think, too, it's, it's worth mentioning that Fiorentina probably saw more talented players leave this summer than any team in Italy. It almost feels like it's a new cycle now. Some of the, the players who had really led the club for years. Is that how it feels to you? Like you're, you're starting yeah. a whole new... Wait.
0: It's exactly a new cycle for us because we said thank you to many important players and I want to keep saying thank you from my heart because they did a lot for this t-shirt. And now some of them decide independently to join another team, another experience. For others players, we decide together the worst moment to, to looking for something different. So we close that cycle and we open a new one. And sometimes you need, you need to be brave to close one cycle and open a new one. But it's also the only way keep going to try to be a successful team because sometimes you need new energy, a new kind of inside environment with new brain. And so Fiorentina thought a lot about this and they decided to open this new cycle. So that's it.
1: I mean, it's just so inspirational too to see how the whole team, after losing so many extremely talented players, has held together and gone out and then Gotten a great result in the in the first game of the season,
0: yeah, was was a trial. It was an important proof for us a trial because the first game against a very famous and strong team with important budget for women department like Inter Milano. Mm, also for us, honestly speaking, the first game without our captain Alia Guagni because we never decided to let Alia out, but We respect the the decision of our leader. And and so she was so special for us. She made difference in many situations. And you understand, playing Frankie Stadium the first time without her against an important team was a a moment full of tension for us. But we show to everybody that we are ready. We show to everybody that we are a team. We show to everybody that we are a fighter. And I think more we showed everybody that we chose, which um, we joined, a very brave player with um, a very super open heart for viola color because when they put the first time the viola t-shirt, looks like they were viola since many years, but was only for many of them the first experience with this t-shirt. So I think that game means that we are in a good part of the path to become a successful team, but we are not. Because the beginning of the season, it's important, but the only things in soccer it's important is how you end up the season. So we need to wait eight months and be good. Every single practice, and potentially every single game. Uh,
2: Amazing. Last year when we had this conversation, we we did focus on Guani, Mauro, and Parisi, that that triumvirate that returned, uh, and we talked about how important it was for them, but you seem to have a couple players in that group this year, particularly Vigalucci and and Benetti, who have some time with the club as well as some youth and years ahead of them, renewing for two- and and three-year contracts. Do they fit, in your mind, into that category like Guani, Mauro, and Parisi did last year?
0: Yeah, I think that um, Marta Mascarello, under 25, Alice Tortelli, under 25, Vigilucci, under 25, Bonetti, she's 28 or 29. So we have a group of players with a, a very high-level experience, even if they are young, because honestly speaking, in soccer, sometimes we talk about how old is the player, but we should check better which is the experience of the player. Now let me talk about men's soccer for a while. We talk about Mbappé, the talent of Paris Saint Germain. He's so young, but how can we say that he's only young? He played one final of Champions League. So he is full of experience. And a little bit is the same for the players you mentioned before, because they are young but full of experience. So we need to keep growing and keep helping them to grow. But they are still in a good position to give back to us the experience we need to be a high-level team in the Italian Serie A uh, ranking. So they take the position of the players you mentioned. But to become like them, they need to keep working because they have a big, long path still in front of them. And, And you mentioned Mascarello.
2: How important has she been to the club? And for those who are not familiar with them, how big of a deal is it that they should have been aware of her coming into the season?
0: I really like Marta Mascarello. She's humble. You can look at her always with a smile on her face. And this transformed the energy of the environment in a positive energy. I believe a lot in, in, the, in the power of positive energy. And to have a positive energy, you need to have really positive people, really positive players. And we have with Marta, for example, and a lot of other players, positive people. She is nice. She is very clever outside the field. And also she has very fast brain inside the field. I, uh, I was the scout of Marca when she played for another club, but not of high level. In Serie A now, this club is relegated. So I wanted that everybody can check how we work because when we got Mascarello, she was not famous. She was not with national team A. She was not uh, uh, fighting to win the Serie A with another club. No, she was in a club in fighting to not do not to be not relegated. The same we did now with Martina Zanoli. She relegated with the last club of Serie A. But I think our job is to look over because it's too easy to discover Mbappé. He's young and good. Okay, Everybody knows this. But you have to discover players young, even in specific when they are not in the big club. But you can help these people to become high-level players. And I think this is part of my job and part of the job of management of Fiorentina around me. And even for this, I'm very grateful to have every people I have in the management and Joe, Rocco, and Elena and everybody.
1: And I think that's something that's really interesting to me is the way that you talk about creating an environment for players to grow and how the the way that they play on the field isn't as important as the way that everyone treats each other and respects each other and stays positive together. And I think besides all of the wins and all of the goals, I think that is my favorite thing about Fiorentina Femminile.
0: It's everything, because you can't decide. We we'll practice to win every single day. But honest, in soccer, many things can happen and you don't have the control of everything. You can't plan if the ball go on one post and go inside or one post and go outside. We need to be honest. Sometimes things happen at the, only because it the, not because you have the control. But you can have the control of the positive energy of your team. You can have the control of the behavior of your staff and of your roster. You need to work for this to build a very positive environment because when you win, you have to think that you are not the best in the world or the next time you will lose soon. And when you lose, you don't have to think that you are because you are only a loser for one reason. You are not someone that have not able enough to do what you have to do. So if you build a positive environment, positive environment help the team to be balanced with the brain. Even when you win, even when you lost, don't lose who you are. Remember that you can always have the revenge if you lost. and You can always find another team able to, to win against you, even if you won an important game. And for this, you need to, to work, to talk, to show, to discuss in a local room. That's it. It's a part of our, our job. It's not easy because there is no one way. You need to find the best way to go in the brain, in the heart, in the soul of every player you have in front of you. That's an interesting statement right there. And, and we're going to talk about the arrivals
2: to the club here pretty soon. But before we jump into those, I'm kind of curious, your culture at the club is is definitely unique. Your, your approach from, from a coaching standpoint has to differentiate from many others out there. Is it hard for a lot of those players that are coming into the squad then to acclimate to how positive an environment yours is versus probably some of the other environments are – a little bit more being, you know, pushed down, talked down to them.
0: Yeah, if I understand the question, I think it's not for every, and it's not for everyone, be so positive, because uh, to be positive, you need to practice this. Because it's so easy in the life to get bored, to to be tired without reason, to be angry without reason. It's so easy. Uh, For example, this evening, I ask you, can you have 10 minutes more? In your brain, you can say, yes, no problem. Or, yeah, but what the I'm talking you? 10 minutes more. So, in every single moment of the day, we can decide to be positive or no. And uh, even for my players, I don't know who they are before they came in my local room. Because, yes, I can ask, hey, what do you think about this player when they play for another team? But you discover who they are when they are inside. I think everybody can change themselves at least a little bit. And everybody can try to be the best positive version of themselves if you push this person to be this kind of uh,
2: profile. We should all take bits and pieces of what you say here into each and every aspect of our lives. That's what I'm learning. So talking about some of the arrivals here, you have, as I'm counting them, at least nine new players into the squad and coming in from varying Places all across the globe, different levels of experience. You guys did a great job when you were shopping for players here. Uh, It seems like you've addressed each and every aspect of the field too. So what was the approach going into the the transfer season? And how did you end up with so many incredible new players to this squad?
0: (laughs) I think I can tell you one story only because the player told the story in the public interview. So now it's public. Tessel Milag. she played for uh, Ajax West Ham. She won one Premier League with Manchester City and she played, of course, for Dutch national team. And exactly as she said, I worked to transfer Tessel in Firenze one year and a half ago. (laughs) So this means one year and a half ago, be with brain, focus on the future of the club and in this one year and a half you have to keep pushing and work with her because of course other clubs comes other players won't have her so one year and a half i invite Hassel in italy i show everything about our environment and i told her we will see here in the next 15 months after 15 months she signed official for us so what i want to say with this story did you need a plan because okay sometimes you can took a player in the last second but usually it's not like this usually you need to plan organize and decide years ago the kind of future you want to have for your roster of player and of course even be ready for the unpredictable because sometimes the type one players in the end she change idea or you took one player, but she took an injury some days before. So, But you need a plan, long time plan. Long time, I don't mean five years, but two years, yes, you have to.
1: It really shows then how seamlessly all of these new players fit into the team with a very short training camp with the friendly against San Marino getting canceled yeah. due to the fire. And then in the first game, come out with a whole new system, no wingers, Frederica Thogerson playing a very different role. Just show, it shows how much work you put in. So were, were you planning all of these arrivals a year ago? Yeah. Or you already had your
0: plan? No, no, I, I had in my, my head this roster, uh, almost. And uh, I built this roster to play like this. I never choose the system before the players. First, the roster. And do you know why they play so good? Not because I work so special. Because I work easy. I did as less job was possible. This should should be a surprise. (laughs) I'm honest. Because I say, okay, Mike, you are good to play here. So I put you here. Okay, Tito, you are good to play here. I put you here. I only put every player in the position where they can be excellent. So my job become easy. Of course, if you would to transform player, sometimes it's important. In that case, I needed more time. But because the time was so short, I did the easy things. Who you are, outside back, go. Who you are, number nine, go. Who you are, number 10, go. Because sometimes coaches are too much protagonists. We need to remember the protagonists are the players. We have only to let them to play for the ability they have. It's not so easy. But in this first month, after five months of COVID stopped, COVID bred, I thought with my staff that the best idea was to don't invent nothing. It's a big invention.
1: <laughs> I feel like every coach in the world should probably listen to that and then read it every morning, the first thing when they wake up. That's really very good.
2: So looking at the, at the squad, you brought in some pretty impressive talent. Quinn, Sabatino, Neto, uh, and you talked about Middag. That that is, that is impressive talent coming in in one season. Just trying to figure out, you know, what the process looks like. You know, when we're talking to the men's squad, we understand that Daniel A. Prade is involved in that process. Yeah. On the women's side, I think we're a little less aware of how that goes down. Who, who is managing the process of the talent coming in and going out? And what's your level yeah. of
0: involvement? There is a, a group of people that are working. I'm only part of this group. I'm not special. I'm not the best. I'm not the first. In the head of this team, there is Miss Elena Turra. And she's the leader. She's the team leader. We are connect. And so we work like a normal equip, staff. And so I show to Elena many, many possibilities of players of this. And very important is also my technical staff because they work hard for the scouting. Specific miss coach Nicola Melani, my assistant coach, and Marco Merola, the professional match journalist. They are involved in this problem because you have to know that I receive sometimes... Uh, three or four hundred profiles in two months. So uh, for every profile, you need to watch at least two games to be sure that you, if you want, if you don't want. So think how work we have to do behind the line. And for this, we need the staff. Elena is a team leader, and my only job is to support Elena with technical idea. Uh, but she has huge experience in soccer. She won a men's championship, men's scudetto with Roma years ago. She was involved from all of the life in men's pro soccer, super high level. So really, honestly, I learn from Elena a lot every day. And I'm glad to be part of this stuff and give my little support as I can with my know-how of women's soccer.
2: Yeah, and it was nice to see her getting her promotion last year. Uh, I know that's been a, a long time in the in the making, and it, it would be wrong of me not to pause for a moment and thank Elena for all the opportunities she's given us by having conversations with you and and Ali Aguani and and uh, Miss Mauro last year too. So uh, yes. we're very thankful to everything that she does in front, but also behind the scenes, because that gives us and our readers, listeners, the access that they have. Is there any one player that, that, or if you want to list out four or five, we're fine with that too, uh, you know, that's now on the squad, fresh from, from last year's squad, that has really excited you or is going to be the one who helps move that needle for us to challenge for the Scudetto this year or challenge to go advance further inside of the Champions League?
0: Of course, we took many players and... Probably is the answer you are waiting, but every press is important. But if you want one name, I can honestly say that Daniela Sabatino, she has huge experience. She is uh, like me, 35. We are very young. And so the, everyone talked about some concerning Daniela Sabatino because she's so good in scoring, in finishing. And this is true. But what can I say is that Daniela is also an excellent person to spread the joy to live the life in the local room. She's always with a smile. She's funny. She knows the tempo. She knows the timing in the local room. She knows perfectly when is the moment to say, shut up and run, and everybody understand. But also she's the first able to recognize when it's the moment to laugh, and she's very good also to do this. So I can say that for the age she has 35, she has huge experience, and she spread in the best way she could, so in a humble way, this experience with everybody. I think also I'm learning from Sabatino every day something, because I need to be honest. She has experience and is important to everybody, even for the staff.
2: That's great to hear. Perfect messaging. And and just one real quick question around what's going on inside of Italy with regards to women in professional sport. The fact that I'm sure it contributes to who you're able to keep and who you're able to bring in from different leagues. What are your thoughts on on the professionalism of women and where we need to go to allow Fiorentina to be competitive?
0: In Italy, everything changed about women's soccer when Fiorentina was born. Because when Fiorentina was born in Italy, in that second, uh, we start to have uh, what was the women's soccer in Italy before Fiorentina came and what was after. You know, like uh, the version 1.0 uh, of no, Apple and 2.0 and keep going. That's it. Because there was one word. Now we have another word because that was the first we uh, men pro team approaching really the women's side now it's full of men team so we don't talk about this but we have to remember how this process starts start in finance only in finance concerning the professional we are like professional because we have a lot of good environment good club behind us the financial situation with COVID there are problems but it's also growing every year the problem is that we don't have the status but the Italian Federation fixed this situation and so in the next two years also the status of the players will be officially professional so I think that Italian as UEFA said in one convention one year ago it's the most interesting league in the world uh, first, for the coach of Fiorentina, <laughs> and, and second, and second, no, I'm joking, and second, and not only because <laughs> it's the, the process, it's huge, it's really growing. And so, we can reach a level that no one can fought four years ago.
1: So, we're maybe seeing the beginning of that new level too, after watching that Inter Milan game, that was just incredible to see. When did you realize you that you should play with the 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 midfield diamond, the four players in the middle more instead of on the
0: wings? I decide when I start to count my players. Like hello Claudia, hello. I say, okay, we have one, two, three, four good midfielder together. And we have we don't have winger because the vanna is out, Guanyi is in Madrid, so no winger. <laughs> in the end, we have Sabatino and Bonetti. I'm honest. I I plan the team like this and now I'm joking but I'm also serious. When you don't have when you lost a player like Guanyi I want to be serious it's not easy. If you want to put another player and ask to them to her, sorry do what Guanyi did. It's impossible. She's the best winger in the world. So I thought it was a good idea to figure out a different plan to be different and to looking for other solutions. Because if we were sick, the long ball for Guany, she's in Madrid. If you are still looking for the killer pass, for the killer run of Lisa Devanna, she was so fast like Guany, she's in Australia back. Because that was the plan, because she was 36. So now we have other kind of players. We join Midag, Mascarello, Breitner, Adami, and Neto. They are good to play Another kind of soccer, and I really thought was easy, good, and clever to let them to play the soccer they are used to play. So I did this, and probably the only the only things I did is to transform Togersen from forward in a right back. Uh, even this is a, I'm a liar because I want to be honest, like I did in front of Sky Television. Look, uh, look at this. They came and they say. Coach, unbelievable. You play with an only 18 years old. No one knows who, who she was. Okay. And also you invent Fred Togerson And it was very easy for me to say, yes, yeah, it's my job and my stuff, you know, when you pretend to be humble. I said, no, sorry. We need to say thank you to the coach of the Danish national team because I only copied the idea because he put Fred Togerson in that position in the playoff to reach the World Cup against Holland. And uh, so the only ability I had is to watch many women games. If I didn't watch that games, probably, I never fought this. But because I watched that game when I caught Fred Togerson two years ago now, and that game was always in my brain, and now was the moment to say to the coach of the Danish national team, thank you, my friend. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I just thought it was so interesting to see this whole new system, even with so many new players, and yeah. even, the, even the players who are returning are playing a very different style now. It's a lot more short passes in the middle instead of playing yeah. out wide. I'm just so interested in how, how you make that switch in such a short training camp with so many new players.
0: In this case, what happened is it, you have to be a tactical plan and you need to divide this game style you have in your brain in a very short step. And work every single second, every single practice toward that direction. So never play different. If you want to have this style, push the idea. Don't start to teach to eleventh or to 22 but start to teach individual what I want from you here, what you have to do here. And after you work in couple, after in a small, side, small group of three, four, you will have the team one day, not because you start to talk with 11 players, but because step by step, you will have 11 players that suddenly... They understand, they know each other's. So a little bit tough because it's much easier to say to 11 players, do this. But if you do this, you need more times to improve the tempo. Because we connect 11 players. It's tough. Like if we organize to go to eat pizza together, if we are three, it's very easy. Tito, it's okay. The 8 p.m. in Seattle. Yes. Mike, it's okay? Yes. Okay. We will do. If we are 11, Ito don't understand. Antonio, it's busy. And Samantha don't want to go in Seattle, but in another place. That's in the same. If you want to teach easier, and if you want to have a big result in short time, work with little group of players, and every day change. For example, I finish one day, left back, central defender, and inside left midfielder. The next day, the same left central defender, the right central defender, and the number 10. And you skip the three midfielder. And you work with this connection. And they start to look the puzzle in the brain. Wow. <laughs> I'm just trying to follow that sitting
2: here from a distance, let alone understanding how it's playing out in practice, to think of beauty. And speaking
0: of which, going I back hope to Toby's see you in one day game, in the practice. Uh, you are very welcome. Whenever you want, you are welcome. We're going to take you up on that.
1: As soon as they let us into Italy yeah. again from the U.S., we're going to be there.
0: Yeah, I will yeah. wait you.
2: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: that is a harsh lesson in business.
2: Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
1: didn't want to do another stomp
2: you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And and this time I'll I'll buy uh, drinks and dinner for us.
0: (laughs) Of course. Um,
2: Speaking of, uh, of, of Togerson, I can't say how... I don't want to say the word surprise, but definitely impressed I was by her in that new role. Tito and I were messaging back and forth as we were watching the game on the Fiorentina site, just seeing those crosses coming in. And she had so many of them just dropping them on point. It really changed the game there. So I was, I was thoroughly impressed by uh, how she played. Continuing with what we're talking about, you know, now we understand what got us to this point. But we're still left in a little bit of, of an unknown. We have one game behind our belt of this new system, of new talent, new players, same wonderful, great coach that we've had. What are your expectations, though, for the upcoming season? What are the players' expectations for the upcoming season?
0: I can say what Elena Turra said, that our aim is to try to be among the first three position in the ranking. But realistically talking, we also know that there are five clubs with important roster, Juventus, Milan, Florentina, Roma, but also be careful because we won against Inter Milano, but the roster of Inter Milano is such a good roster. So I'm not surprised if they can absolutely soon take the most important place in the ranking. So so we'll be... We have a good expectation to be high in the ranking, but we are also very realistic concerning the level of the others' club. Italian Serie A, it's every year better and better because young are growing like our Zanoli and our Fusini, our Tortelli. But also foreign high level are coming in Fiorentina, and in the other club. So every year when the season is finished, you know what was, what it was, but you don't know what, we will, what will be the next one. Usually it will be tough. And even this year it will be tough. Think that the next game we have to play against Napoli, one very famous city in the world. Napoli joined, came from Serie B, they changed 22 players, and they have 14 foreign. So that's the reality, the the, the Italian situation. Everybody are positive, crazy for women's soccer. Everybody invest money. And so teams from Serie B, they came here and they, Napoli said officially, you know, in public conversation, public speech, we want a challenge for the Scudetto or at least Champions League. So that's it. You need to be very careful and focused and humble.
1: Are there any games that you're particularly looking forward to? I've got circled on my calendar Juventus on the 11th of October, but are there any yeah. other ones that have a lot of meaning?
0: Yeah, of course, for Firenze, the gaming as Juventus is an important day. I can't say no. But uh, what I try to teach to remember to my players is that it's like uh, when we want to achieve a bachelor, we need to think one exam per time. So... Don't think about the exam of history of November if you have to study for literature in uh, October because you can only have a crash of your brain and this is not what we need to have. We need to be focused and think tomorrow morning what we have to do for, to try to win the championship. Tomorrow morning we have to do a good warm-up. After the warm-up, we have to do a great technical skill. After this, we need to do a very high level, small-sided tactical situation. That's it. So now the first step, because for me it's evening, is to think about the warm-up of tomorrow. Because if we excellent in every part of every practice, we have some chance to be winning in the end. If we think too far, you don't have nothing to be really focused in the end and you lost everything
1: it really
2: is amazing listening to you antonio because and I'll share a story. When I was a kid, you know, I played basketball, and and at the end of the basketball season, you always had a uh, an, an award ceremony, you know, for the team that won the championship, and the all star teams, and the most improved, and and so on and so forth. I still go back to one year, probably when I was in fourth, maybe fifth grade, and and one of the coaches was up there talking and mentioned a quote by the the great one of the greatest players of all time, Larry Bird, and his quote was. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Hearing you talk about your approach to wow, the I,
0: day—very I nice sentences. Very nice to hear. From uh, you. You, you teach me this. Well, thank you. Well, and, and you're, you're the one that's teaching us because you know just
2: listening to how you're approaching the day and asking the girls to approach their day—it really goes back to that sentiment. You know, now Larry Bird said it very, very nice and concisely but you execute it on a daily basis with everybody and then get them to buy into it. So there's no, no reason why we should ever question why you're winning 4-0 uh, against one of the top teams in the league because of that preparation, that that perfect practice and that pursuit of perfection in every aspect of warm-ups and technical skill, stretching, so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. What can I say is also something that we sometimes forgot. Or we I talk about everybody else, uh, people that love sports and soccer, that in the game, in the practice, uh, we need also to accept, to suck it up, that things can be, for a while, far from our tactical and tactical plan. What I want to say, I plan a perfect practice, but... The players they looks tired, or they looks not focused. Is the problem? Is not that they are not focused. They are focused. Is that we are human being, being. So it's normal sometimes to be down. If a lot of players are down in the same moment, probably we will lose the game, or we will have a very <laughs> practice. If it's only two, three. Players, in that moment, we can fix it together. So in sports, we talk about perfection because we love this idea. Because perfection is what helps us to be focused because it's something that we never can get with our hands. But if you seek too much for perfection, you forget that we are human. And so that's it. I love to play my free time paddle, like a tennis, no? With the wall, like a squash tennis. And I do my best. But there are days where I'm in the field, I pay to play. So I'm an amateur. And, but in my brain is wishing something different. Why? I'm a coach. I know about sport. I know about philosophy. I pay to play. So I have many reasons to be super focused and super perfect. But I can't forget it as a human being. My brain sometimes can go where he want to go. Absolutely.
2: Uh, So, one of the things that that I definitely wanted to get into, because we've talked about the upcoming season, we've talked a little bit about the first game, the 4-0 against Inter Milan, has to be the special bond and relationship that Fiorentina Feminelli have with Viola Club Go Women's. And speaking with a lot of the the members over there the night of, seeing them at dinner at Grazia yeah, and then coming over to see you guys After the game, seeing pictures of you holding up the banner and, you know, just greeting the 40 or so people there. What does that special bond relationship mean to you, to the women, and how does that help you guys, even though they're not in the stands right now, out on the pitch carrying a a lot of their best wishes?
0: Honest, they are everything. We are here for them. Now, you and me, we are talking for people like them. When we won, I look at the stands and I look smile mine in the face of the people and that makes sense of my life. When we lost last year against Juventus, the Super Cup final, we played one of the worst games of all of my life. I was frustrated because I thought how many people I made said, I think a lot about this. I think the sense of responsibility, and I try to share this with my player, because we are not doctors. We don't save life. We are not firefighters. We don't save life, even in this. We don't study uh, something to avoid coronavirus. So, but we have a little responsibility to make happy people from the most beautiful city of the world. And even people that like, they like Florence, like you, far from us, but in the heart with us. So for this little responsibility that we have every day, we need to be excellent. We need to fight. We need to don't be scared about blurring, and that's it. And this year, to improve this in all of my team, I showed to the team in the, during the mountain stage, the Netflix about the cultural storico Fiorentino, historical soccer of Florence. So for many new players was something that they never liked. In the end, I said to them in the movie Rocky Balboa, I was in Philadelphia for one convention and I did the Rocky steps. They talk about eyes of the tiger. And also, there is one song for the eyes of the tiger. We have better things than eyes of the tiger in Firenze. We have the eyes, Yocchi of Calcianti. Calcianti is like a soccer soccer player, but the technical name for the player of historical soccer of Florence. So we need to have the eyes of Calcianti. And before every game. And even during the practice, I say to them this year, this is the new things of this year, hey, where are the eyes of Calcianti? You know what they do, what they do every year for, to be proud of Florence? And to make Florence proud of them? So show me the, house of, the eyes of Calcianti, or you can not stay in Fiorentino. So I connect my team with Calcio Storico Fiorentino. But I never tell this to Calcio Storico Fiorentino, so it's, <laughs> it's my way to work. <laughs>
2: Makes perfect sense. And, and I know when we talked last year, there, there was a sentiment that you created that started the season where English was the official language. Is that something that you have this year again because of all of the new players coming in or has that transitioned back to Italian?
0: No, we honest talk in English. In my local room, With I think everybody knows that even in the field in Frankie Stadium, I don't know if you hear the... I say, touch, don't talk, because it's so it's so easy and uh, it's so nice for me to open the doors of foreign. If I come in your house, it's your responsibility to make me comfortable because I don't know nothing about your, I don't know where is the, what you have in Frigo, what can I do? So it's your job and the local room, it's my job to make people uh, confident enough to be themselves okay inside. And the language is a big wall. If you don't understand, how can you how can you be happy or satisfied of Firenze? So we talk in English. And it's very nice because after months we switch ninety percent in Italian because players start to understand. And so I say, I talk in Italian and they understand, can I translate? No. Okay. But in the beginning, no, because in the beginning they don't know my house. When they know the house, they can work independent. The house is is the metaphor of the language for me.
1: I think that that's a great way to transition to staying at home and the way that the coronavirus has been. I remember last year you were doing the Zoom workout program that I thought was so cool and so creative because no one else was doing that. Do do you have any other... We opened it. Yeah. Do you have any other programs like that, that you've had to change your approach
0: because of the virus? No, unfortunately, no, because that was the best we could do in the moment uh, and even the only thing. And so no. And what we want strongly is that we will never have to use Zoom again, no more than talk with you and, be, and have a nice time like now, because thing to be relegated in-house, because if you are in-house, you are relegated, no promotion. It's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so sad that now Florence is empty, no tourists. You know how Florence loves Americans. They are so important mm. for us because they, they want to have holiday here. They connect with, uh, with Firenze. There is a bridge with Firenze and all of the Americans. And now it's sad for everybody because Americans can't enjoy Italy for holidays. I hope we are good to let you comfortable in our country for holidays. Uh, we don't have US tourists, so we are empty because we organize our summer house, bmb to host people. So now it's very sad.
2: Yeah, you know, that's just something, speaking from experience, I've had to cancel a trip for May. We were planning on having the uh, Global Viola Party in Florence. And uh, also in September, we supposed to have one coming up that had to be canceled. But the good news is I'm already booked for April. I'm trying to convince Tito to join me over there. So I think, yeah, you know, Tito, Antonio.
0: I, yeah, well, okay, you got to watch practice.
1: Okay, well, now I'm coming.
0: That, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Top.
1: That was the idea.
0: Top. Top. That, now we have to have a dinner together. It's very important. We have to eat together. Absolutely. When you will be here, I want to be absolutely not busy. Perfect. And and listen, I'm just very
2: excited that we got on a Zoom call and you didn't make me work out.
0: (laughs) uh... (laughs) Yeah. but no, it's good also for me. (laughs) Usually, I pretend to do after five seconds, I look at the players because I don't want to be too sweat.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of hard to do workouts with a glass of
0: wine. Yeah, it's a kind of workout also. Someone has to do this hard workout, we will be the group that have to do this workout.
2: <laughs> so, Antonio, this has been great. Absolutely phenomenal. Once again, we thank you so very, very much for stopping in, giving us a little bit of a preview of what's yet to come inside of the season. We have a lot of fans that are going to enjoy this message. Uh, we'll be pushing it out there, not only for our podcast but also in print, so this way our Italian friends can, can translate it like they have been recently. We hope to have you back here at some point, anytime you want to yeah. come and join us, you are always uh, welcome. It's an open invitation. Thank you very much. Good luck in the, uh, in the season upcoming.
0: Thank you to invite me to have this talk together. It's always so nice to talk about Fiorentina with positive people like you. So me and the club, we are open and because I think it's nice to have a connection with all of you. It's also one uh, nice way to destroy the distance and be really close each other because we love to know that you like to watch our game but we absolutely need strongly to know that there are people like you that are watching our game because we do this for supporters and so we know how important you are and how we want to try to make you happy and proud about us thank you
1: Mike and Tito host Viola Station. Tito also produced this episode. We cannot say enough wonderful things about Antonio Chikota for coming on our show, so we'll confine ourselves to just saying thank you for now. And good luck on the season. Everyone at Viola Nation is behind you. Our theme song is Great Catch by Windchime Weather. Check them out at windchimeweather.bandcamp.com. Viola Station is the podcast from Viola Nation. Viola Nation is part of the SB Nation Network. Forza Viola.